Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence. Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy. Oh I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250. What's up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we've got a full length show for you, but before I even get into the full length show and bringing on the, uh, the co hosts, of the show, uh, I'd like to put out this little uh, PSA or whatever you want to call it. Um, if you're somebody who is so rigid in your thinking that you can't even uh, consider another thought, and the first time that anybody ever says anything that you might not agree with, you're going to get pissed off and fucking whine and cry and pout about it, turn the fucking podcast off now, okay? Because there's a lot of motherfuckers that listen to this show that don't understand what the fuck it's about. It's about seeking the truth. It's called real AF for a reason, not fucking political correct AF, not um, make you feel good AF, not uh, powder your fucking ass AF. Uh, I don't really give a fuck what your fucking feelings are, to be completely honest. And I'm tired of people who don't agree with the show, you know, throwing goddamn temper tantrums about don't fucking listen. There's fucking plenty of other shows that'll tell you what it is you want to fucking hear. But. I'm willing to bet that's your entire issue in your whole life. You look for information that agrees with what it is you believe. That's called confirmation bias. You should Google it and try to figure out why it is your life keeps repeating itself over and over and over again. And I guarantee you, if you're honest with yourself and you go Google confirmation bias, you're going to figure out that the reason your life never fucking improves and the reason that you have the same issues and the same frustrations and the same arguments and the same pain all the time, and it repeats itself, has nothing to do with the world. It has to do with your inability to accept or consider different views. So if you're one of these people who, uh, you know, doesn't like to hear things that might be a little conservative or doesn't like to hear things that might be anti what the media is saying, you're just going to get fucking mad listening to this. I'm just going to be real. And I, as much as I like making people that don't like me mad, which I do, trying to do you a service and, you know, not ruin your fucking day. So that's my little disclaimer. With that being said, we do have a full show today. Uh, got my brother in here. Still haven't figured out a nickname for him that I can say on the air. So uh, what's up, Sal? What's going on, fellas? Yep, and then I, we got. Were you uh, just talking? I figured you were just talking to the other person in the room. Oh fuck! You know, I was I, no, I was talking to you. I thought it was his onboarding because it's his first time in the in the studio. Oh yeah, dude! Like you know, Vaughn used to get the first intro. Now he gets the last intro yeah, because I've been demoted. Yeah. So we <laughs> this do is my first time, huh? We my first time. It is. It's uh, we popped what, your little what, cherry, what huh? Does it feel like there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would. It hurts. I would sing. Feels like first. <laughs> What, what was it? Feels like the first time, but Sal told me my voice isn't very good. Yeah, so. it's not very good. I yeah. certainly would not repeat it. Ah, I got to tell you what, man. Life I would. Is good, but every time I come back here, it's like thinking about my old girlfriend. Maybe things were better. Oh, yeah, dude. I know that's happening. Yeah. That's <laughs> happening. Hey, is Andrew your side piece? Hey, that's happening to a lot of motherfuckers right now. Yeah. A lot of motherfuckers <laughs> that used to fucking kick it here. They, they went and did other no things. More. They ain't here no more. They're, they're saying. Yeah, and, but I moved on with your blessing. We didn't burn any bridges. No, bro. I'm just you know. giving you shit. Yeah, no, I know. Look, man, you're doing what you were supposed to do. Well, so it's, it's going to uh, be back, though. This is pretty cool. Yeah. This is, this is like, we're a long way from the, 
you know, from book interviews yeah, as a podcast. Yeah, from, <laughs> you, you know, it's it's actually pretty interesting because about three weeks ago, I, I walk in the morning. I walk for an hour every morning, go down there and watch Fox Business or whatever. And the market was closed for some reason, so I was digging through. And uh, I went back and listened to the original the episode one of MF CEO. Yeah. It's actually, it's pretty nostalgic to like go back. You should go listen to it because it's. I'm afraid to listen to it because I know how fucking bad it is. It, it is. I know the story's good. because I got it, a great idea. We should have clips from the first MF CEO as a real AF episode and then just like comment on the clips. Hey, I'm down with that. That'd that be, would good. be cool. Well, the content's never changed, right? The delivery has changed. In well, a sense. that's like anything. That's why I leave it up, dude. The reason I leave people, because it's bad. Like if you want to go listen to it's, like. It's not, well, it's, it's kind of fun. It's like watching our old warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, believe me, I thought I was awesome back then too. <laughs> but here, let's be real, dude. You know, I leave that podcast up because, and, and all the MF CEO episodes up because I want, you know, I, 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 we did that for a purpose. The purpose was we wanted people to have a library to learn how to win and succeed at whatever it is they're trying to do. And we happen to use the example of business a lot because we're business people here. And, uh, but it translates to every area. And, and, and so what I really think is cool about that first you know, let's say 50 episodes that were, that were just, you know, we, us trying to figure it out is that, you know, if you're a guy right now or a girl and you're listening and you're thinking, cause I get this question all the time in the RTA syndicate, I get it, you know, in DMS, I get an email, like, man, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I'm thinking about starting a podcast, but I don't know if I have, man, go back and listen to me. I didn't have what the fuck it takes either. You know what I'm saying? Like we just, we just started doing it. And I think reality of any success that you're going to have in any area of life, it comes down to that, man. And we have so many people that are just willing to, um, you know, overconsume information. And I think that paralyzes people, right? I don't want to, I don't want to do, because I know it's going to be bad. I was talking to my good buddy, uh, Hani, Hani Rambod. He's a good buddy of mine. Uh, started his own podcast just recently. And he, dude, for fucking five months, this, this dude, and he, this is like one of my best friends. I talk to him every fucking day. And he's like, and, and dude, super now, like super fucking knowledgeable, super well-spoken. Like, and he's like, I don't know if I'll be any good. I'm like, well, if you ain't going to be good, nobody's going to be good, bro. Like everybody's going to fucking suck. And he does this. He, do, he So fi for like a month, I'm like, did you record today? Did you record today? Did you? No, nah, dude, tomorrow. Oh, dude, tomorrow. Oh, dude, we're doing it tomorrow. Yeah, we did it. And then he got to the point. He's like, yeah, we did it, but it was shitty. So we're going to redo it. Eventually he got done. And dude, I'm proud to say he did a fucking awesome job. It was an awesome podcast. And like, guys, that's a testament to you guys. You, you, you guys, as much as we say about like checking yourself and, and holding high standards and all that, that's important, but it's also important to understand that no matter what you do in the beginning, you're going to fucking suck. Like you are going to suck at it, you know, and some people who are good at shit, they're going to be better at it than you, but you could practice. And, and I love that our old shit is still up. So people know that's not bullshit. It's real shit. I fucking did it. You did it, Vaughn. Yep. Sal, you do it. You know, this isn't something that you do all the time. You're getting better every fucking show. So like, this is, it's, it's a good, like, example for people to even to like see it you know what i'm saying well, um, I, I think the the lesson is most people never start because they're afraid to fail yeah no matter what it is the business the diet the relationship you know you, yeah. you don't want to ask the hot girl out in the corner of the room because she might say no well what you realize is what she says no who gives a fuck 
You know what I mean? Right. Like if you fail, who cares? That's all part of the process. You learn and move forward, get better. But most people, because they're so worried about consuming all of the information that they got to have the perfect plan to fucking move. And you realize like, no, no, you don't. Dude, you just got to move. Man. Listen, man, it's like hitting baseballs. Like how many baseballs do you hit in your life? Fucking millions of baseballs. Legitimately. I mean, Sal and I grew up. Fuck, how much baseball did we play growing up? As much every, as you could play. Every day? Yeah. Every fucking day from the time we were, what? I mean, literally. Five? Right? We used the air conditioner as the, back, as, as the backstop. And I remember getting our ass ripped because we one day we went out there with real baseballs versus wiffle balls. We used the air conditioner as the backdrop and we beat the fuck it out of it. dented all the fins on yeah. it. Yeah, and it <laughs> closed up the air. Fuck fucking burned up thing. the air conditioner. <laughs> but, like, but dude, we played baseball. I can remember playing baseball in the fucking snow, dude. Yeah. Like we played baseball every fucking day growing up. And <clears throat> obviously Sal was much better at baseball than I was. But the point is, the first time I fucking... Do you remember how bad I was at hitting baseballs when I started? I could not hit the motherfucking baseball. I think I went a whole season and got like two hits for a whole fucking season. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, isn't everybody? Yeah, but that's the point. The point is, it's not just doing it that first time. It's doing it that first time and being okay that you sucked and showing up tomorrow and doing it again. It's kind of like Vaughn's sex life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, he's got four kids. Hey, hey, he's doing something. Hey, he just makes listen, perfect. He just keeps showing up. He's like our friend Miguel. He's just real effective. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know what I laugh about when I think about the first couple of years of the MF CEO is uh, I literally remember reading some article about, you know, good listening. When you listen to somebody, you should like make little verbal affirmations like, oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> They're early. Like the Again, first like 50 your ones. sex life. Yeah, exactly. The first 50 <laughs> ones is, is basically Andy talking and me going, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. It's so annoying. Bro, I can't even I, listen to bro, it. Bro, listen, guys. This is the truth. And this you need to take this example. We'll get into the real show here, but I think this is a good topic. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you guys should take this example and not just apply it to podcasting, but it could be applied to fucking anything. Dude, I can remember, Va look, Vaughn, no bullshit. You and I were Googling how to fucking podcast. Yeah. And not only that, we went from fucking that to being the number one show in all categories for fucking almost two years. Not to mention that, I mean, I'm kind of sad that there's no evidence of this, but I don't know if you remember like the first year or two, maybe three years, our website was bad. Dude. Like I, I was responsible for putting it together. It's still I bad. think it was like a, I think it was it's like still a, bad. well, ah, you it's mean your current, the, Andy, the Andy Frisella website? Yeah, it's, uh, bad. it's pretty it's good, still, but, it could be but I mean, the original one looked like some like, WordPress site that some high school. Well, you fucking made it. I know. I know. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what to do, you know, but it Imagine didn't keep. That. But but to our point, though, the content eventually became so good that people didn't care that the website sucked. Well, you know, yeah, that's a good point. You know, so not that we shouldn't, you know, try your best to, to have a good website. But really, at the end of the day, you put something good out there. I people think aren't going to care if the real world website the, sucks. The, the real world practical application there is like we get. We're obviously a social media company in, you know, in some way, shape, or form. And we, everybody always wants to know. We get somebody new. You're talking about first form. First form. Yeah. When's the right time to post? What should I post? What, what time should I post? How should I engage? Like, what color should I? And I, and I always, if you make great content, I give you a secret. People fucking like it, and, and they'll comment on it. You know what it is, You dude? make shitty content. Yeah, just tell the fucking truth. Yeah. Like, tell the fucking truth. Like, what's going on with you? I got a zit on my head. Yeah, that, and that was funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but that's dude, part I of the deal. 
I got to say this. I archived this Instagram post, but if you scroll down to like the very beginning of my Instagram post, there's a post on there or my Instagram account. There's a post on there where I'm like making this huge deal that we hit 10,000 downloads. Oh yeah. I remember like, that. We were like, Holy cow. We've, uh, we've arrived. 10,000 downloads yeah. in 30 days. Yeah. Right. right. We thought, <laughs> we right. thought we were fucking we we ballers. Were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey man, you know what though? Like that's a testament to the people listening right now. Right. You know, our fan base and our listenership is so loyal and so good to us. You know, they do exactly what we say. You know, they, they, if they get a good show, they, they share it. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know, man, you know, I just appreciate everybody that, that does that, you know, yeah, it's an amazing concept. Yeah. It'd be good to people. They'd be good to return. Yeah, the, and, wor and, the world could actually use that. Lesson yeah. Right and that's, now. yeah, no shit, dude. And that's what we're actually going to get, get into talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. See, so Vaughn, on that, on that article you read, did you know that was a transition? Uh, I did. did you see I, that? Plan I, I planted I, a transition. That was very good. You. That was a You're very, very uh, How are you gonna like skillful Vaughn, segue. Vaughn, Vaughn's got weaknesses, but getting a transition is pretty. He's pretty I, solid. I, well, he's been rusty. He ain't been here in a yeah. minute. I am a little rusty. Yeah, we'll and, and, and I mean, woods. to to your earlier point about us having to get better with the MFCEO. I mean, to some extent, when you started with Real AF, it, it was kind of like starting over again. Yeah, you know. Well, it is, and we're still still figuring it out. Yeah, but I'm having fun, man. You know, uh, I'm excited for uh, the. I'm excited for 2020 to fucking end, you know, <laughs> right. let's be real. Uh, I mean, not, I mean, dude, I, like personally I've crushed 2020. Like this is the best shape I've ever been. Mm -hmm. All the companies that I'm involved in are doing great because mm -hmm. we're forcing them to do great. Um, <clears throat> I, I'd have no complaints, but watching the world go through this is very disheartening for me. I'm ready to be done with it. So we can talk about regular shit again, man. Yeah. Like I, I get tired of talking about this shit, yep. like, but like what, what the fuck else is going on? Like they shut the world down completely. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm By the way, I've run into a couple people in the coffee shops in Manhattan, Kansas reading 75 hard. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. We got uh, our new order that comes in fr this Friday. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, cool. the, the other thing too, like that's, it's starting to like, this has been bothering me. I just want to say this. Like a lot of people are starting to wake up and finally see what what's going on. They're starting to see that this virus is not really what the fuck people said it was. They're starting to see that we've been manipulated, that we've been lied to, that we've been fear mongered. And here in St. Louis, I, uh, we have a guy, our local uh, county exec has a mask mandate in place, and then he he's making businesses force their customers to wear masks. Okay, which is fucking impossible, by the way, dumbass. Okay, but he's also forcing five-year-old kids to wear fucking masks at school. If you're five or if you're five or over, and now all of a sudden people are pissed off. And I've got these guys who I talk to online that are from St. Louis, and you know I know them. Now all of a sudden they're hitting me up. I got one of them fucking hit me up yesterday, asking me what side of history am I gonna be on. Motherfucker, I've been telling you motherfuckers this whole fucking time what's been going on since fucking February and March. So don't come at me with your fucking bullshit because you weren't paying attention for eight months and now finally you're pissed off, okay? You can't expect someone to be as pissed as you when I've been pissed this whole time. So let's just set that record straight. I'm all about fucking getting everything corrected. But when you fucking come at me and you're like, uh... We're mad now. Well, I told you. What the fuck did I tell you was going to happen? 
Okay, and now here we are. Could have all been prevented. We've never had a shutdown in the history of the United States. It's never fucking happened. Okay, the statistical data has never been anywhere near what it would be to justify a shutdown for this. Period. They're called in the very beginning. They say, "Oh, there's a three, four percent death rate. Four percent. That means four out of fucking ten people are what is it? Four out of a hundred people are going to fucking die." Okay, um, what is it now? It's point zero 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 three. But they showed us fucking people falling over in the streets in China, bodies stacked up. They use footage from all kinds of other things to scare the fuck out of everybody. And if you remember, and I'm sure we can go back and find the audio, um, I told you guys that if you don't know how many people have it, you can't possibly know a death rate. How do you know that? If you don't know how many fucking at-bats you have in baseball, how do you know your batting average? Okay, that should be a stat that all of you fucking simpletons out there should understand. If you don't know how many times you've, uh, you know, fucking done anything, how do you know what the result is statistically? You don't. You don't. You can't fucking know it. So I've been telling everybody this whole time that we've been being fucking lied to and played. And I got email that I sent out to prove it on December or March fucking 14th. I got fucking blasted. I have people calling my customer service, motherfucking me personally, saying that I fucking wanted to kill grandmas and this and that and this. No, all I said was the data doesn't fucking make sense. And now I got motherfuckers locally rallied up telling me that I need to fucking stand up. Fuck you, man. I've been standing up this whole fucking time. Okay. You guys all fucking want this, this thing to end. You all want it to end. Well, let me tell you how to end it. Uh, stop putting on your fucking mask when you go in the store. Open your goddamn business. That's it. That's fucking it. How are they going to stop everybody? They're not going to. And for all you guys who are going to fucking say, oh, you're being irresponsible, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not. Go look at the data. Okay? 6% of the fucking 150,000 motherfuckers that died from this shit, okay? 6% were killed by COVID alone, meaning they were healthy individuals. That's less than 10,000 individuals. But what did they make it seem like on the news? They made it seem like, oh, dude, if you get this shit, you're going to fucking die. And I told you all it was about Trump to begin with. And then you started accusing me of being some Trump, you know, ball sucker. No, I'm not. I'm a moderate fucking political figure. But now I'm definitely leaning that way because... Nobody can accept any ideas that are outside the realm of their current thought process. And it's disgusting. It is fucking disgusting. You guys out there standing for this shit, putting on your mask, driving with your fucking mask on, posted on social media. You motherfuckers are the problem with this country. Period. You're, 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 you're creating a scenario. You're not being responsible. You're being extremely irresponsible. Because what you're doing, I heard someone on... I heard someone on, on a fucking Instagram today say, well, I'm getting zits on my face because I wear a mask because I do, I'm willing to do the right thing for everybody. You want to do the right thing? Take a fucking mask off. Because what they're doing and how they're using it is to fucking remove our freedom from this country and to demoralize us and to subvert us into a political ideology that this country does not represent. 
This is a democracy. This is capitalism. This is not fucking Marxism. This will never be socialism and it will never be fucking communism. And if that's what you want, get the fuck out of USA. That's what I think. And I'm done fucking beating around the bush on it. So if you don't like that shit and it hurts your fucking feelings, then fucking go away. Go listen to someone else. Go fucking do whatever. But this fucking tape on this fucking uh, graphic of our show says fucking society. It doesn't say fucking business. What does it say in the intro? The fucking lies, the fakeness, and delusions. And a lot of you motherfuckers are under delusions right now. And you're falling for the lies, and you're falling for the fakeness, and you're being the fakeness. And that's the fucking truth. So before you think you're moral, you're some kind of moral high ground, okay, or you're some sort of like anti-establishment, let me explain something else to you. You're not anti-establishment because you agree with everything that the fucking media says, that the corporation says, that fucking, uh, you know, the Democrats say. You're, you ain't fucking anti. Like, these people are running around like they're fucking taking it to the man. Motherfucker, you are the man. You know what's anti-establisher right now? To be a fucking American and be proud of the fucking flag and stand up for our fucking freedoms. That's anti-establishment right now. And we're seeing all this shit pushed on us from every motherfucking celebrity and athlete. And, what, what, and, and they wonder why the ratings are down. I mean, I'm just saying, like, do you, do you want to get your political information from fucking LeBron James? I sure as fuck don't. I don't. You? No, not only do I not only do I not want to get my political information from him, I, you have to think past the, the surface level. Like, that guy doesn't have a fucking clue what it's like to be in a, a regular been, person. Bro, that motherfucker has been an elite athlete since he was fucking seven, eight years old. He's been on TV since he was in fucking seventh grade. He's worth a billion fucking dollars. And he's talking about being fucking oppressed. No, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. And neither is most of America. And that is why statistically their ratings are down. Uh, I don't know. What's the percentage of the ratings down? Around, I think around I saw 21%, 20, I believe, is what the 20%? Uh, the statistics are. Well, let me explain something to you, Mr. LeBron James and the fucking NBA. When you spit in the face of every motherfucker that fucking buys your tickets and wears your shit, they're not going to watch it anymore. I don't like getting my, pol my politics from some fucking, some fucking athlete, dude. It's not even that. Like, ESPN's supposed to be about sports, not about politics. You know, and like, Dude, so the, politi the politicalization of sports, is, is, it's going to fuck sports. Well, I think it already has fucked sports. Yeah, but I mean forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, I don't know that that's true. You know, I think, I think people will love sports, and I think sports will make a comeback in that sense. I do think basketball is going to hurt. I yeah, so the article that you were referring to, the ratings are definitely down. So the opening playoff game with the Lakers, this most recent opening playoff game with the Lakers, featured arguably one of the great greatest players in the history of the game with LeBron James, and yet it was uh, historically the lowest rated game in the history of the NBA. Yeah, you know why? Because he's not fucking appreciative of what the fuck he has. Okay? I watched The Last Dance for the first time this week. You watch Michael Jordan, that fucking, that's a fucking man. Nice that's a fucking athlete, and that's a classy human being who wants the best for fucking everybody. Andy, I, you know, I don't want to put any words or positions in Michael Jordan's mouth, but he's been strangely quiet 
in all this. Well, what, do you, what do you make of that? I think he probably recognizes that, like most people, he probably doesn't have the fucking answer for everything. And I think these athletes who are, who are these athletes and politicians and actors who have made all this money, they all think because they made money that they're fucking smarter or they're better or they're above the humans. Look at Nancy Pelosi yesterday. She's getting her fucking hair done in a, in a business that she shut down, not abiding by any of the rules. Then she gets called out on it. Then she blames the business for not forcing her to wear a mask. Oh, my God. I, what I think is amazing about that is... Who, who, no, I'm being serious. Yeah. Who the fuck could vote for that? I, that's that, my the whack jobs in San Francisco. No, I mean, to listen, be frank, there's a, there's a lot of whack jobs around the entire world who support that. And I think, yeah. you know, if I were because, you know, you, you have a moderate sense, right? Back to this. I think the fact that the owner ratted her out and submitted the video is the greatest fucking thing ever. The that owner, lady's almost lost her business because of this. No, I know. But I mean, it's the greatest thing ever. It's almost like, fuck right, you. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come on in. You mess with my life. I'm going to make I'm going to mess with yours. But, you know, you, you look at the last, at the twist in the last, I don't know, four or five days. The left has completely changed their views on the entire structure of their campaign. And they're wish, as wishy-washy as they've ever been in the entire campaign. Like, you know, anything they used to ask Joe Biden in regards to any stance that he had, whether it was fracking, whether it was defunding the police. He said, I'm not defunding the police. We're going to reallocate the funds. And then he goes out on his campaign tour and he says, no, no, no. I never said I wasn't going to def I was going to defund the police. And it's like, well, yeah, you, you have audio of it. You know, then he went in and said, uh, we're going to eliminate fracking. Now he's saying, no, no, no. We're going to, I never said that. I never said that. And it's like, there's audio of it all over the right, place. dude. And then you take, and, and this is not me being right. This is me identifying, Hey man, like you guys, before you go vote left, we need to look at some of these things. They won't let him take any questions from the media. And then the only press piece they put out is an edited video where they can control where he's reading off a teleprompter and, and him and uh, Camilla are talking back and forth. Or what's her name? Kamala. Kamala. I know everybody gets in trouble for pronouncing it wrong, so I want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. That they're going back and forth. He's a, he's a scripted reader. And Democrats, you know, the left, they love this message. And it's like, well, wait a minute. This motherfucker has not condemned rioting. He has not condemned looting. He has nobody, not condemned. Nobody fucking loves that message. This is all bullshit. We're getting a fucking microcosm little. This is what's going on. And I don't give a fuck if you think I'm right or wrong. I know I'm right. This is what's going on. The media has focused on this little bitty tiny segment of society. When you go to Portland, when we watch Portland on the news, we think Portland's burning the fuck down. Portland's got like a two block area that's fucked up. Just like when we had Ferguson here, they made it look like the whole city was on fucking fire. You mean like when people would text you and be like, dude, you guys safe? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's 28 miles from here, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have a scenario where the media has created this fucking vision on the news. All right. Those motherfuckers are the only people supporting fucking Biden. All right. So he could not come out and say, hey, uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Uh, please stop doing that shit because they're going to fucking not vote for him. You understand? It's the only thing he's got. No, most people, even Democrats, who I know, they are telling me, look, dude, I believe in the democratic values. I believe in the democratic ideals. And I understand that per to preserve those, I'm going to have to vote Republican this time just to get these fucking crazy fuckers off the table. And dude, 
it is what it is at this point, man. But like, I'm going to tell you this. People are mad and people are getting madder by the minute. And these politicians have like our local politicians here that are doing all this stupid shit. These people have, they are watching the news and mistakenly thinking that the news represents all of America. And so what now has happened is their polls have gone down. So they look at the polls now and they're like, oh, fuck, dude, we're losing. We're losing every. So now you got Como and, and uh, uh, Don Lemon on CNN saying, hey, stop burning shit down. Yeah, they're all flipping. They're the fucking the polls up. You're worried about the fucking polls, bro. They People have, are dying. They have been the whole time. People are getting fucking killed. People are losing their fucking livelihoods. These motherfuckers all think that we're little peasants that they get to fucking boss around, dude. And I'm sick of it, man. Yeah. And if you agree with that, then I don't give a fuck. Don't listen to my show. Don't fucking do anything. Don't be a part of this. And this ain't about race either. Because unless you're, unless you're, you have your head in the sand, you understand that Black Lives Matter is a fucking terrorist organization that is funded by a guy named George Soros, who they ship people around all over the country to cause all this shit. This is not the local communities burning their own shit. This is people that are paid to show up and burn your shit. Well, I think it's, they came out with a stat in Kenosha. By the way, it's mostly white people. Yeah. It's not black people. So when you say, when I say, oh, I don't like getting my politics from LeBron James because he's so fucking this, that's not a race thing. That's a fucking anti-America thing. Because the truth is, and, and if you're black and you're listening to this, I'm sorry, this is the truth. The truth is, the fucking white Democrats are trying to blame this fucking destruction on the black race of America and paint it as if it's the black America burning the country down. Talk about fucking discrimination. Talk about, you know, uh, fuck, oppression. I mean, let's just pick a whole culture of people and let's fucking make them look like they're doing all this shit and tell the whole world they're doing all this shit. And that just, fur that just keeps them further away from where they want to be, which is a united, equal American. Yeah, so you said a united, equal America. They don't want that. In fact, the narrative that we're divided and that we're tearing each other apart at the seams actually plays to their advantage because then they can blame Trump. That's right. It's very interesting. That's the whole plan, dude. Right, exactly. We America is falling apart. We're all hating each other. We're all clawing at each other's throats, and it's all Donald Trump's fault. Very interesting. New Rasmussen Reports survey says that right now, a plurality of Americans now believes that America will become more divided if Trump is defeated by Joe Biden in the 2020 election. Think about that. That in spite of all of the, all of the, the press that we've seen that's shown our, you know, our greatest cities being burned to the ground and people hating each other and racial strife, more people now more than ever think that if Trump loses, the nation's going to be even more divided, which tells me that the average American has the savvy to say, you know what? I think Biden and his ilk make their living by causing divisions. Bro, you heard what I just said. Yep. What I just say? I just said they think they're better than us. Yeah. They think we're a bunch of dumb fucking minions that they can fucking tell us anything and we'll do. And apparently they can. that's partially true because- People are willing to shut their companies down, close their restaurants, fucking 
change their lives, miss. Dude, think about this. Think about what they took from people. Think about this. Just for a second. Okay? Think about all the people who were sick with cancer that had to die alone because of this shit. Think of all the fucking people who had careers and had jobs. I was talking to one of our friends this morning, Craig, and he was talk, telling me about a friend of his that is a very successful restaurant entrepreneur, restaurateur, okay? That guy, eight months ago, was killing life. Now he can barely pay his fucking bills. Think about that. Think about that. Bro. It gets worse. There's so many graduations, yeah. sports seasons, fucking, dude, the, the development that these kids are going to, your kids, Sal, and your kids, Vaughn, yeah. that are going to have problems because when they go to school, they're not going to understand how to socialize properly with other humans. Dude. Bro, I think the thing that's so infuriating is how inconsistent the guidelines have been. My mom's neighbor, her husband, literally served this country in two wars. And when he was dying, sorry, I'm getting choked up. Like, she literally could not visit him dude, because I, of this insanity. Dude. And yet, sorry, I'm getting, sorry. And yet, if it's, it's okay to everybody come together and protest, yeah. you can do that, but you, can't, but you can't be the widow of a guy who's, who's served this country and hold his hand while he's died. Like, it, it's insanity. And, and the people that claim special uh, privileges for themselves are like the, what Nancy Pelosi just did. That these are the politicians on the left who think that they can just play hard and fast with, uh, with, the, with the rules. And I think for me, I, I, you know, as this whole thing has unfolded, you know me, dude. I'm, I'm a middle child. I try to see both sides. Like, I started out really, really sympathetic to this whole, like, well, okay, maybe we should wear a mask. Vaughn, we, we, Vaughn like, I did too. I'm not, hold on. Yeah. Everybody thought that. Everybody thought that. When they're showing you pictures on the fucking TV of people, like, I want you guys to all think back to February. They were showing pictures of people in Wuhan walking down the street and falling over dead. Yeah. That's fucking scary. Yeah. Like, I can remember us, we went to Colorado, remember? We were in Colorado, and we were talking about this fucking virus. It was like the beginning of March, okay? And we're sitting there talking, and, and, and dude, I can remember I was sitting with Derek Wyda and Mike Cunahan. And the reason I remember is because we started drinking at fucking 8.30 in the morning that day. <laughs> That's the truth. And, and Derek has no leg because he had a shot off in Iraq. This is actually a funny story. So we went to breakfast, and... Dude, I knew I had to start 75 hard in a couple days. So I'm like getting my, I'm getting my fat on. You know what I'm saying? So I ordered chicken fried steak, fucking mashed potatoes, <laughs> uh, two beers. You know how I do. Two, two beers so I don't got to run back. This Derek's sitting across the table and, with his crutches. Okay. Now, guys, Derek's, his leg is not there. <laughs> so it's pretty obvious that. So this lady, this lady, she's like, God bless her, man. She didn't mean anything by it, but she comes up to the table. And she's like, oh, did you have a rough day on the slopes yesterday <laughs> to, Derek, to Derek? And Derek pulls out his stump. He calls it his stump. And he pulls it above the table. He's like, oh, yeah, it was real bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, her fucking face, man. It, I, I felt bad, but it was so funny. And you know how he is. He's got a knack for making the uncomfortable yeah. the most uncomfortable. But, man. dude, it was one of the – you asked Cunahan. It was one of the funniest fucking things. And, by the way, Cunahan, New York City cop. Yep. We're going to talk about him in a minute. But the point is – uh, fuck, I forgot the point. 
Well, the point no. is, we were talking about fucking about Corona. Yeah. And they're showing people fucking falling over dead, dude. And I remember showing the video and like, look at this shit, guys. You think this shit's gonna come here? And we were all like, fuck, I hope not, you know? Right. So, and they're so, showing, they're showing so, like footage. So of, it yeah. wasn't just you. And it wasn't just you listening. It wasn't just you, Sal, for your, fear for your kids or you guys in here. It was fucking all of us. We're all like, holy shit. And what should make you mad and even more mad than you are is that they did it on fucking purpose. Well, the, what's crazy to me is that, you know, like I said, I started out sympathetic to it, but the longer it went on and the just the just, you know, on the one hand, the smugness about don't question any of our stats and we're interpreting the stats perfectly. But on the other hand, it's like, at what point does the solution become worse than the problem? Like, at what point do the do the measures that we're taking to to contain the coronavirus? At what point are they more devastating than the virus itself? And like, I'm literally seeing culture, you know, like we've all experienced it. You, we've been talking about it. People devastated economically because their businesses, the teachers that I've talked to are just like, what are we doing? How is this, how is this going to, how are we ever going to overcome this in the education system? It's crazy. Like I, the longest running uh, restaurant, the nicest restaurant in Man Manhattan, the one that was the most financially solvent is gone. It's gone. Like the one in, in, our, in the town in which I live, it's just gone. There's probably like three or four, uh, Sort of staple There's three restaurants. or four hundred thousand yeah. of places just like that. Right. And oh, by the way, the entire economy of of the the almost the entire economy of the town revolves around college football. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about all of the all of the uh, economies that are affected and the lives that are affected, and even the young uh, African American lives who who to some extent find you know this is what Trevor Lawrence said, the players, the football players find refuge in the sport and now they're going to have to go home and they're going to be in in many cases not great situations and they're going to be more more there's going to be a greater threat to their lives than if they were actually playing football and in in part of a you know a system that was helping make sure that they were safe so like it has absolutely wreaked havoc with our with our culture and yet don't question it the stats are the stats but that's what happens when you remove logic from a situation yeah but that's what's so insidious Sal, is that they would Guys, claim that they're being logical and we're just being They did it on purpose. Why do you think they want the bars closed? Why do you think they want the mask over people's faces? Why do you think they don't want any fucking sports? Why, 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 why? Why? Why do you think it is? Think about it. What, uh, what, what, happens, what happens in sporting? What happens in a locker room? What happens on the field? Camaraderie. What happens? What ha Unity. Okay, there Friendship. you go. That's uh, the fucking word I'm looking for. What happens, what, what is a football team made of? It's made of all different kinds of people from different races, from different backgrounds. Isn't it? Right. Yeah. All, every football team that I know is. Um, what do we do at bars that are all shut down? What do we do at hair salons that are all shut down? What do we do? What do we do? We talk. Hang out. We talk, what do we talk about? Sports. Things we have in common. <laughs> what else do we talk about? What's going on in the fucking world? They really want us talking about what's really going on in the world right now? I don't think so. We can look at the fucking internet and you post a literal statistic off the CDC website. I posted a literal link from CDC website and they marked it as fucking fake. What do you think is going on here? This is beyond speculation. 
these people, they call everybody who doesn't go along with it a conspiracy theorist. No, you're just a fucking idiot. You can't see the fucking facts. And if, you, if that makes you not like me forever, then fucking don't like me. I don't give a shit. Because I'm, I'm tired of like dancing. Like I've been dancing around it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I don't want to make these people too mad and this and that and this. Look, look, at this point, if you're following this shit, you got something wrong with your motherfucking brain and you need to wake the fuck up. You're not doing any fucking favors. You're, you're, you're doing, like if you want, if you hate Donald Trump that bad, that you would rather fucking give up your fucking freedoms, can wear a mask for, dude, Joe Biden already said he's going to shut the country down for fucking 90 days. Did he say that or not? That's what I fucking heard. I, I put a mask mandate in for 90 fucking days. Okay? You're willing, like, you're willing to give up your income. You're willing to give up your, for what? All this has been is a big fucking guilt trip. Oh, dude, you know what? You own a business and you're still running it. You're a piece of shit, Ian Smith up in uh, New Jersey. You're a piece of shit because you're trying to survive. You're a bad human. You're this, you're that. This is why we have unemployment in place. This, yeah. This like, is, fuck this, your unemployment. No, fuck them all. I'm done with it, dude. By the way, dude, on a, <laughs> on a funny note, I don't care what anybody thinks about our president. He could be pretty funny sometimes. Bro, look, this is not even about Donald Trump at this point. This is about the preservation of the freedoms of our country. No, I get it. But I love when he was asked about Joe Biden pushing the whole pandemic thing. And he said, you know, honestly, I think the press is more behind it than Biden. Biden does, doesn't even know he's alive. I heard that. <laughs> but like, dude, and look, dude, he is fucking funny. It, sometimes is he inappropriate? Fuck yeah, he's inappropriate sometimes. Sometimes he's funnier than shit. But I can tell you this. The more I watch him, the funnier I think he is. But it's, I mean, in my regard, like, I at least respect his humor in a sense. I think it's more inappropriate to just totally disregard somebody's fucking natural right to fucking live through Bro. trying to provide for their family and being Bro. able to, you know. Bro, we have to ask permission to breathe the air. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, no shit. Fuck I got that. in trouble at the zoo. I'd share a story with the listeners. So I was walking through the zoo. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, it's like a, a catch-22, you know, because in order to do certain things, you got to kind of play the game, right? So in order to get in the zoo, you got to put a mask on. So I put a mask on, walk in the zoo, walk past the guy, take my mask off. I'm holding the Starbucks. I got a drink. You can't get mad at me. I'm walking around the whole time. I'm holding the Starbucks, you know, pushing the kids or pushing my girls around for their birthday. And, you know, I was holding the Starbucks. Finally, you know, we're there for a couple hours. I'm walking out and uh, I get a, a call. Hey, hey, Sal. You know, oh, it's my it's my buddy Kyle McClellan. And so I go over and see him and it's him and his wife and his kids and me and my wife and, and, and our daughters. And we're sitting there talking. And previously, when we were on the carousel, I had a uh, a young woman, 19 years old. Uh, she was overweight and it's relevant to the situation for a different reason. But she was the mask police. She was, sir, put your mask on. Sir, you can't sit on the you can't sit on that animal. It's marked red. Sir, you need to pull your mask up over your nose. I mean, she is she is just the police, man. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, I'm now I'm taking health advice or health direction from somebody who I would never take any type of health direction from in my entire life. We're in the health and wellness space. And here's a lady telling me what I need to do. And she's younger than me. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, like, is this really what we're coming to? Like, I gotta take direction from a a 19-year-old little girl who doesn't really know shit about life and probably has never read an article or journal in her entire life. I'm taking direction from her. And at that point in time, I get real pissed off. 
So, you know, do my little thing, walk into the zoo. And um, I'm, I meet Kyle at this point, Kyle and Bridget and his wife. Sorry, back, back, back track to the story. And I see this guy, he's beelining at me, white guy, he's 50, 50, 60 years old, something like that. Sir, you need to put your mask on. I looked at him dead in the fucking eyes and I said, sir, you need to worry about yourself. And he looked at me back and he thought, holy fuck. And I said, he's like, it's the rules in the zoo. And I said, sir, I don't give a shit about your rules in the zoo. I'm fine. You keep walking. We'll be okay. Thank you. And you looked, I looked at him in the face and he, I saw, he, he could tell he pissed in the wind. And right. I was going to make sure I was delivering that wind in that sense. And, you know, and I, and I think for a lot of people, you know, it's uncomfortable to not follow the rules because I think as the majority of Americans, we do want to get along. And I think, you know, wearing the mask is the, is the what we, we're doing, what we think makes everybody happy. And, I, you know, and, and to take the mask off and put yourself in an uncomfortable situation is uncomfortable. Kind of like the beginning of the podcast. Like you're, you're afraid, you're that fear of, of, you know, having that confrontation. And, you know, to Andrew's point about breathing air, listen, we don't need that permission to breathe air. You know, and, and if somebody's scared, then you need to stay home. But we as Americans, like if we're going to, we got to think about all the blood that was shed for that fucking flag. We're going to give it up over a fucking mask? No. Fuck you. Not you only know? that. Not only do the people who are, this is how a quarantine fucking works. You quarantine people who are susceptible. You quarantine people who are sick. You quarantine people who are prone to getting sick. Okay? Our dad should have been quarantined. Okay? He was, because we was. all were, all right? But that's who you quarantine. You do not quarantine the entire world. This is a total fuck job, period. And everybody knows it now. Everybody knows it. But I told you motherfuckers eight months ago, and we could have fucking avoided it. So now what I'm telling you is if you want it to fucking end, stop wearing your fucking mask and stop closing your business. And if you own a business, open it the fuck up. That's what I'm telling you. Otherwise, we're going to fucking be fighting for our freedoms back. And I, I don't mean like, arguing about it on the line. I mean, killing motherfuckers. And dude, I don't want that to happen. We're seeing it happen. It's happening now. Look at that. Look what happened up there in Kenosha. Okay. Yeah. And people are like, they're blaming this kid and saying, well, well, blah, blah, blah. Well, if school was open, he wouldn't even fucking been there. We don't talk about that. Okay. We don't talk about the fucking dudes who are attacking him and trying to kill him. And he defended himself. We weren't talking about that. He's being made into some fucking right, far right terrorist. Nobody's buying this shit, bro. Nobody's buying it anymore. And the media, the more they talk, the more people that switch to fucking vote for Trump because they, dude, our people, the people of this country are not fucking stupid. We see it. We see what's being done to us. We see, now it's time to stop letting them do that to us by coming together and backing each other up. If you see someone in the store not wearing a mask and you decided to wear a mask that day, why don't you fucking join them instead of yelling at them? You see someone getting yelled at, why don't you fucking grow a spine and stand up for them? I wore a mask one fucking day of this whole thing, and I know exactly what day it was. It was the second or third day when we came down here to, to visit HQ. It was like in March, and I come in, I wear a mask, and I walk out, and I'm like, nobody in there is wearing a fucking mask. Like, what the fuck is going on? Right? And then now, just like two weeks ago, we have our, our, our city, or what is he? The county executive put a fuck, 
these guys who are doing this, this is why they're doing this. They see the media creating this narrative. And they, because they're fucking stupid and they can't do their own deductive reasoning on the facts, these people, by the way, they're not like these successful business people or like super geniuses. These are people who wanted to be relevant, so they ran for local office. That's who's running the world right now, all right? It's not Trump. Trump isn't making you wear the fucking mask or keep your business shut down. You, th- you may think that, but that's all because you're watching fucking CNN. The reality is he has no jurisdiction over the fucking states and over the towns. And so if whatever it is going on, wherever you are, that ain't Trump. That's who the fuck you allowed to be elected into those offices. And I'm as guilty as anybody else of not paying attention to who was elected at city council, okay? At county levels, executive levels, at mayor levels. I didn't pay attention to that shit. I think most people don't. But I think it's time that we have to start paying attention because we see what happens when they get a little bit of power. And what's happening is these people who are normal people, like any other, any other person like us, they're watching the news. And because they're Democrats, they're watching what news? CNN and MSNBC. What's, what are they saying on those channels? They're saying the majority of America is scared and wants to do that. And this is the right thing and this and that. And these people are too fucking dumb to understand that that's a lie. And they're making decisions that are based upon that lie. They're actually in, uh, you know, they're, they're counter what the actual majority believes and so what they're doing is they're destroying their fucking political careers right in front of our fucking faces because i've talked to so many democrats dude so many people who listen to this show you guys who have listened to me for years and years and years and years you know i'm not some right-wing fucking nut job this is a special scenario though and i will be for this okay we are being fucked by our own government and the people we elected and To fix this, I hope everybody understands, we have to stop complying, and then we have to vote out every single person who is at these places. Whenever their voting comes up, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, whether it's this or that, these people who went along with the mainstream narrative, which was a lie, need to be voted out, whether they're Democrat or Republican. This isn't about Democrat or Republican, okay? Our fucking governor here in Missouri should be standing up for us. And he's not. And guess what he is? He's a Republican. All right? So every fucking person that refused to stand up for that red, white, and blue shit, they ain't getting my fucking vote. Period. And they shouldn't get yours either. We have to fucking think about this from bottom up, not top down. It has to be addressed bottom up, not top down. And so if you ever want your fucking freedoms back, and you ever want to have a normal life back like it was a year ago today, you better really think about whether or not you're loyal to a party or whether or not you're loyal to a fucking constitution that entitles us to be free Americans. Because I know where I'm, my fucking loyalty lies, and it ain't with no fucking man, not even Trump. It's to that constitution. And whoever represents that the best is who the fuck I'm voting for. I don't give a fuck if it's Democrat or Republican. Right now, it's a Republican, a Republican that used to be a Democrat up until 2006, who used to be a supporter of Hillary Clinton up until 2006. 
who was a lifelong Democrat up until that point. You wonder why he switched. Most people don't know that. Why did he switch? Hmm. Well, maybe he got a good look at how much they fucking hate us Americans. And maybe that he got a good look at how they look at us like we're fucking ants and they're the fucking ant farmer. And maybe he didn't like that. And I, I'm willing to bet that that's exactly what happened. So if you're a Democrat out there and you actually care about the Democratic values, like you actually believe like this is this. is, And, and dude, look, the Democrats, there's some good Democrats out there that have good ideas. That's not bullshit. They are not far left crazy people. They're traditional Democrats. You guys who are traditional Democrats have to understand that this is not about voting how you normally vote. This is not about I'm a Democrat, so I have to vote blue. This is about if you want the, the values and the points and the systems and the ideas that, that Democrats promote, if you want that, you've got to vote for fucking freedom this time or you'll never have it again. You'll never have it again. Never happened. And that's the truth. And so if you guys think that that's whatever the fuck you think, I don't really give a shit. I don't care. Because I'm tired of seeing people's livelihoods totally fucked. I'm tired of seeing people being fined incessantly for trying to survive. I'm tired of seeing people yell at other people about wearing a motherfucking mask when there's zero data to support it. Z absolutely fucking zero. If you go on the CDC website from June, there's a tweet that shows that asymptomatic transmission isn't even a real fucking thing. So why are we wearing masks? It's bullshit. And those of you who have attached your emotional, you know, identity and your I'm a good person identity to a mask, you need to reevaluate what a good person does. A good person stands for what's right, not goes along with the flow. And guess what? That takes fucking courage. That takes a spine. It's easy to go along with everything else. It's easy to be the sheep. And I hate to use that term because it's overused. But it's easy to do what the fuck you're told. And it's hard to do what's right. Almost every fucking time. And everybody listening to this show, every motherfucker listening to this show knows that this is bullshit in their heart. They know it. They're just not ready to fucking not do what they're told. I feel sorry for those people. Because if we ever want our lives back, you and me and these men in here, we're going to have to not do what these people are telling us to do. And guess what? For a day or two, that's going to be uncomfortable. But when everybody fucking stops doing it, guess what happens? They don't have any fucking power at all. And this is what we're seeing with the Democrats right now. What we're seeing is they understand that what they tried to do blew up in their fucking face. They thought that they were going to create chaos, burn down shit, ruin the economy, which by the way, who said that on December 17th? Somebody remind me. Who said it? You did. Oh, that's right. I fucking said it. We could plug the audio clip right in here, Joe. I want you to plug it in right here. Here it is for you to listen to. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the next... Remember when I told you Trump was going to win a year and a half before he fucking mm -hmm, won mm -hmm. on MSCEO Project? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you this, too. You're going to see this. You're going to see the media come out and try to create a recession. 
They're going to try to create it through their stories. They're going to tell you how bad the economy is. They're going to use their influence to get people to stop spending and start saving and pull money off the table so that they have some sort of recession economic crisis during the election campaign, which creates a loss for the Republican. It's coming. All right, there it was. I fucking told you what they were trying to do. Now, I didn't know that they were going to fucking do this, but I knew they were going to try to ruin the shit. Because up until this happened, we were in the best we've ever been economically and fucking foreign policy. Maybe they don't like us, but guess what? I'm for America first. I don't really give a fuck if fucking China likes us. I don't care. I don't care if fucking Iraq likes us. I don't care if North Korea likes us. They don't like us. Fuck them. Where's that attitude? This is about you and about your neighbor and about their kids and about your fucking kids. And people are so caught up in trying to feel good and pretend they're a good person because they care about motherfuckers across the globe that will cut your fucking head off for being a fucking Christian. Dude, it's fucking, it's fucked up. We have to realign ourselves. And guess what that's going to come down to? And a lot of you are not going to like this either. That's going to come down to most of you men out there standing the fuck up and being men. That's the truth. You've allowed this culture to, to neuter your mouth and keep you from saying what the fuck needs to be said. And you rely on people like me and a select few others to fucking speak for you. And you think that's going to change some shit. It's not going to change shit until everybody starts fucking talking, until everybody starts non-complying, until everybody gets on the same motherfucking page. Nothing will change. So if you're sitting here listening, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, 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 yeah. Don't put on your fucking mask when you go in the fucking grocery store today. Period. We'll see how about it you are. Oh, I'm ready to fucking take up. Like, dude, I had these, these guys I was talking about at the beginning of the show telling me about how they're all mad. I'm ready to take up arms. I'm ready to this. I'm ready to that. I'm ready. No, you're not. Because you're going to wear a fucking mask when you go to fucking Deerberg's. You're going to shoot people to get our freedom back, but you're going to put on, you're going to follow their rules. You're full of shit. So you're willing to grab a gun, load it up, and you want to go fight. Well, but it, People are just talking. They fine. just want to talk. Well, that's, that's the world we live in. So I had an interesting conversation with a international student from a former Soviet, you know, Eastern Bloc country. And he made a good point, and I think it ties into what you're saying. He said, you know, there's a lot of shaming of America because people are saying, well, like, look at all these countries all across the world that have contained this, and yet it's spread all over America. And his point was, Vaughn, you know, it's, it's terrible to compare that because in many cases, those countries are either run by dictators, the totalitarian governments, or the countries that, at the very least, that don't have anywhere near the civil rights that we do in our country. And he said, so yeah, they can contain stuff because those people are used to being told what to do. They don't question anything. There's the old saying that uh, goes, the most efficient form of government is a dictatorship. Because what they, that person says goes, and you just do it, no question. So he said, regardless of how we feel about whether the pandemic is serious or not serious or legit or not legit, don't let the media shame you by comparing you to other countries because our freedom does come with a price. Our freedom, you know, we do have more violence in our country than some other 
some other countries do. Why? Because we have civil rights, because we have the Second Amendment. But the the opposite of that is sure, we can we can clamp down on on the pandemic or we can clamp down on on gun violence, but we may also be clamping down on the constitution and our liberty. Well, I don't know. Go look at Australia right now. I just saw a video today of a woman being arrested in her house for making a post on fucking Facebook that was anti-shutdown. Right. So that's what happens when you give up your guns. Think about that too. Right. I so, spoke with a guy yesterday. We were speaking with a marketing agency, a guy in, who's in Sweden. His wife's Swedish. And so they were there during the lockdown. Do you know why they went there? Because there are no rules in Sweden. There's no mask, no guidelines. Coronavirus ran its course. They went. They took the herd mentality approach, and they're back to business as usual. It's not even fucking, it's nothing what they're saying, okay? To say it was, like I was going to stop you, but I'm working very hard because some very good fans of the show, thank you very much, have let me know that I interrupt people consistently, and I can't help it, but I'm working on it. But I was going to fucking interrupt you, Vaughn, <laughs> and talk about containment. It is contained here. The reason it's not contained here is because they keep switching the data. So let's have a little fucking data lesson for you motherfuckers that don't get it. Here it is. At first, it was the death rate. Once they started testing people and they realized the death rate was actually uh, inconsequential, now it was, and when I say inconsequential, I mean it wasn't over what any other fucking pandemic we've had. Pandemic is very real. It's a real thing. It could easily kill our parents or people who are sick or people who are fucking overweight and have diabetes or comorbidities. Most of the people who have died from coronavirus have 2.6 other comorbidities. That means 2.6 on average. That means there's more people. There's a whole bunch of people, at least fucking half, that have more than 2.6 other comorbidities. So they already have these other serious issues, right? Those, most of the people, 94% of the humans that have died, died with that statistic. Healthy people, 9,200 people, 10,000 people, let's just call it for, for, that's terrible, fucking terrible, 10,000 people, I agree. But that's a pandemic, that's what we deal with. That's what happened when we had H1N1, that's what happened when we had fucking all the other shit that happened before that, back to the Spanish flu, which was an actual threat and killed 50 million fucking people. But if this was going to kill 50 million people, don't you think they'd be fucking dead by now? We'd at least have some type of indication that it was spiking. Okay. You know? But they moved the fucking stats, right? When they figured out that the death rate was not going to carry the weight they were trying to say, what did they move to? They moved to cases. So now they went to cases. Now, let me explain the data. You can't figure, like we covered earlier, you can't figure out a death rate without knowing how many people have it. Right? Yeah. We all agree. Can't do it. Now, when you move to new cases, when you go from death rate to new cases, when they realized that death rate wasn't going to get it done in terms of the fear and support their fucking agenda of shutting everything down, then they move to new cases. Well, let me explain something to you about the new cases. All right. And, and let's let's just forget the fact that in the death rate, they're reporting people who have the antibody in their bloodstream when they die of a fucking motorcycle accident as a covid death. And there's tens of thousands of that kind of shit. Heart attacks, uh, 
suicides, car accidents. They got COVID or COVID antibodies. Guess what? That's COVID death. And they get paid for that. So let's just forget that for a minute because that's all going to come out over the next year. And we're going to figure out who the fuck did this and who didn't. Then when they figured out that wasn't scaring people enough, then they moved to new cases. Well, here's the thing about new cases. Um, you can produce as many new cases as you want to. How do you do that? By testing more. Do you guys not remember for the first two months, three months, there was no tests available? Can't test, can't test, can't test. Bullshit. They knew they could fucking test. That test was patented in 2010. Go look it up. Why do they do that? Well, they did it so they, this was planned. They did it so that whenever the death rate was exposed, they can move on to new cases. And Sal, real simply, um, if we went out, and by the way, they count the new cases with the antibodies as well, all right? So if you've had COVID and you have the antibodies or you actively have it, they count that as a fucking new positive test. Now, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to figure out that if you want more positive tests, what do you got to do? Test more people. Test more people. And now all of a sudden, when that phase started happening, what do we have? We have fucking basically like mobile testing stations all over the country going out and testing people as they're walking down the street. Okay? Here, here, uh, here's a free test. Come in, get a free test. You'll know, blah, blah, blah. The person goes in, they fill out their info, they get a test. In two weeks, a week, two days, they get the fucking results. How do you know what the results are? Because I've seen a whole bunch of people and actually heard from people I know that went to one of these mobile testing stations, filled out the paperwork, refused to wait in line, and left, and then got a letter that they were positive. So, let's, let's talk. Okay, that's data. The deaths are fucked up. Now... The fucking, we, we, people are starting to figure out that the, 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 positive, the positive rate of COVID is fucked up and they're fucking with that. So what do they move to next? Infection rate, right? This is a fucking shell game. And dude, I'm sorry. If you can't see this, I'm sorry. It, it is what it is. It's there. It's right in front of your fucking face. And if you can't see it, it's because you're emotionally attached to something else that you want to be. You want it to be something else. And I think that's kind of fucked up. The fact that you want it to be worse than what it is, what's that say about you? I just think, you know, if, if you do want it to be that way, it's a pure sense when we talk about, you know, dude, your ego's out in front get of- Get the fuck, get over yourself. Yeah, your ego's out in front of the, in front of the logic, right? You're, you're more worried about being right than you are about dealing with the facts. And I, I can tell you, you know, uh, you know, ego is the enemy. It's a great book if you've never read it. But when you start to, to use your personal emotion- in, in, in the decision-making process versus the actual facts of to make the decision-making process, you're ultimately going to lose. You make bad decisions. That's correct. Every time. That's correct. Every time. Unless and I, it's a new car. And I think, and I, and I think that's the thing, you know, I, I, Those are you, good decisions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. You, sometimes you, you've had a few buyer's remorses in there. Hey, look, dude, it's okay to make an emotional decision. As long as you're aware that it's an emotional decision. Well, but I, I, but it's not emotional anymore when statistics, stats can tell the story. That's right. It's not an emotional decision. No. It's a, it's, you're choosing to ignore the facts. That's right. And when you choose to ignore the facts of the situation, you, you at that point, you're called an asshole. 
at least you're in my you're mind. the you're the problem. Well, you're an egomaniac. Yeah, no, right? and you're the, dude. These people, Sal, they want to be they want to be seen as good people. They do the right thing. Everybody wants that. I have a question for you, Vaughn. I'll let you handle this situation because I already know how Andrew's going to answer it. But in his defense, he doesn't have this real world sense of knowledge like this person, right? I got somebody asked me, and they 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 sent me a message on DM, and Instagram, and said, "Hey, man." I listened to the last podcast and I'm fucking down, but I'm in a bad spot because my work requires me to wear a mask. I don't want to go on unemployment because I want to make sure that I'm a hardworking man and I want to raise my family the right way, but I'm stuck because do I go in and tell my employer to fuck off? I'm not wearing a mask and get fired. Or do I put the mask on and still stand my beliefs outside of work? And I, I, I bubbled up, bubbled down that conversation about, about 200 fucking times. And I came to the conclusion that, man, I can't make that decision for you because I felt like, you know, and I said, I, as a, as a man, like I can't make that decision for you and your family and I'm not in your situation and it makes it really difficult. Now I can make decisions around here for our, you know, men and women, but for somebody else in their own home, like, you know, Hey man, that's a tough fucking spot. And I think there's a lot of people that are in that spot and they don't know how to act. And, and, and quite honestly, I don't know how to give you the advice. And that's not, that's a rarity for me in that sense. Cause I love to give people direction, yeah. but they're the fear mongering has happened so far where it is affecting people in their livelihood in their homes, you know, and it is, I mean, think about the emotional distress that's going on in that person's brain day in and day out. He walking into work, a job that he, he enjoys, but he's walking in cause he, you know, he, he works in an environment where he's got to wear a fucking mask. He was, he was a waiter and he makes good money, right? It tips is how he fucking feeds his family. And he's like, dude, I got to wear a mask. Like there's nothing, nothing I can do about it. But I believe in you guys, and what what should I do? And I, dude, it's it's a fucking tough spot, man. Well, I don't. I honestly, I mean, this is my take. I don't think it's a one size fits all because my wife would say to you, uh, she doesn't really have an issue in her profession. For those of you who don't know, my wife's a doctor. She works in urgent care. In her profession, it it's just a part of a natural uh, extra layer of protection for for what she does. What her issue is is the is the paranoia that has caused entire sororities to show up at urgent care because one person who knows somebody else has COVID and now they all want 24-hour um, you know, 24 tests. And of course, when you're overloaded with people who don't really need to be going to the doctor, how does that hurt the system? It keeps care from people who really need it. So Kasha would say, I mean, I think her point is, yeah, sure, fine, as a doctor, it 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 kind of makes sense to wear a mask, just like if you're a, you know working in construction, you wear a hat, right? But it's just the whole way that things have been handled in this country, the CDC and all the people in positions of authority, where they have just like it's been. And I don't I, I don't know. You tell me. Is, it, I'm is, is you, it the government? No, is I'm, it the? I'm asking you. Yeah. Do you wear the mask? Do I wear a mask? Do you wear the mask? If you're this gentleman, do you wear the mask? And he's a waiter. He's a waiter. He provides for his family more than yeah. more than unemployment's willing to pay him. What do you do? I, to me, that's a personal. See, we're liber- in a, Andrew and I are in a different spot because we control the domain no, in which we live. Look, you know? dude, here it is. This is this is it. This brings up a whole nother problem. All right, it is not corporate America's fucking responsibility to side with an agenda or not. And they've been, we've been bullied and attacked so hard by the left for not going along with their fucking agenda that all these CEOs are just trying to get through it. And so they do the fucking thing. It's like, 
They're doing the little dance that they got to do just to get through it. Nobody, none of these, that doesn't mean these motherfuckers believe it. But the people who planned this shit understood that if they got them to do it, that they had control. I told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm going to get.